0: have you thought about becoming a career coach but not sure what it's really like not sure how to get started well we've got you covered let's drop into this week's conversation of how to become a career coach
1: my guest today is jen sincero New York Times best-selling author of You Are a Badass and Jen's sassy but also down-to-earth blunt approach to self-help is both refreshing and hilarious. She's appeared on Comedy Central The Dr. Oz Show, New York Times, Oprah Magazine, my own mother has demanded and suggested that she might disown me if uh, we don't have her on the show. I'm pretty sure she was joking, but we still wanted to have her on for multiple other reasons anyways, and if you've never read any of her books, well, buckle in for a good time.
0: There's all these Morons out there making tons of money. Like, if they could do it, what's my problem? You know, I mean, there's also lots of very smart, wonderful people doing it. But seriously, I was like, how hard can it be? See what I mean?
1: I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. It's sure to make you laugh, leave you feeling challenged, and even get you to turn your radio dial to 80s rock. Does anybody turn a radio dial anymore? If you do, I know well you'll be turning it. Keep listening and then let's go kick some ass.
0: My whole journey into sort of self-development started when I was living in a garage in my early 40s, super broke, super unamused that I was in my 40s and being such a loser. And I was a freelance writer at the time, and I decided that I really had to get my act together in the financial department. And so I started doing a lot of stuff that was very Out of the ordinary for me, I was super snarky about the whole self-help world, but I forced myself to read every self-help book I could get my hands on, go to money-making seminars, hiring life coaches, like all stuff that I just rolled my eyes at previously. But when you're desperate, you do a lot of stuff that doesn't feel quite so natural to you. And lo and behold it really worked. And I started working with a coach and started a new online business and basically tripled my income in a couple of months, which was like growing a third head for me. I, cause I have two, a second <laughs> head. <laughs> and yeah, it was so miraculous. And just, I mean, cause honestly, I had spent decades identifying as somebody who was really bad at making money. So for me, It literally was a miracle. And so, in the process, I had read, as I said, every self help book under the sun. And because I'm a writer, I was like, man, I could write the crap out of a self help book. Like, where are the ones that are really funny and tell stories and use curse words and all that stuff? So, I decided to write my own. And for a couple of reasons one, because I wanted that was the sort of book I wanted to read that was a little bit more entertaining and a little bit more in your face. And I also, really felt like there were so many people out there like me who wouldn't touch self-development with a ten-foot pole and I was like maybe if I make it kind of edgy it will open this genre up to a lot more people who could really use the help
1: i couldn't find anything as i was reading through your books necessarily was it actually desperation that caused you to pick up all those books because i get that you had said hey you know i really didn't necessarily want to do this but i did anyways
0: oh yeah total desperation I just couldn't believe that I would like, say, "Come on, dude! There's all these morons out there making tons of money. Like, if they could do it, what's my problem?" You know. I mean, there's lots of very smart, wonderful people doing it, but seriously, I was like, "How hard can it be?" What I mean, I was in a one-car garage. Let's be clear here, and not a this was not renovated. a like,
1: triple car garage. In any it sense. was
0: not a triple car garage. It was not nicely renovated. Like it was a crap hole, and. Yeah, I really realized that it wasn't going to happen doing it the way I was doing it. So I had to change some stuff around because I think that's what happens to a lot of us is we keep doing more of the same. We just work harder because that's what we've been taught. If you, you know, you got to work hard to make money. So I just kept working harder. So I was just more exhausted and making like, you know, 10 bucks more a week.
1: Why do you think so many of us believe that to be true? I encounter that every single day in any forum, everywhere. Like, all you gotta do is work harder, Jen. Like, yeah, just work hard. Why do you think that is so pervasive?
0: I don't know. I think human beings get caught in loops of thought Yeah, and we don't question them. And this is the first nugget of transforming your life is becoming aware of your thought loops and being like, you know, I'm working my ass off and I'm not getting richer. And also, if you think about that phrase for two seconds, you gotta work hard to be rich all rich people would be really tired. You know, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And I will tell you, now that I am rich, I work about an eighth as hard as I used to when I was hustling my butt off to make money. So it's a lie, people. I mean, you certainly do have to work hard sometimes, but that is not the recipe for changing your financial situation.
1: And certainly not that alone by any means.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, working smarter is the key. One of the
1: things that you discuss in your latest book is the concept of, well, first of all, the entire concept of the book is many pieces to help you get there, wherever there is for you. And one of the concepts that you mentioned in there is this idea of motivational and spiritual gym. And I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about that idea and that concept.
0: Yeah. So... Um, you Are a Badass Every Day, which is the new book, is more of like, it's this little, this tiny but mighty little um Tiny but mighty, book. I like it. Tiny but mighty. So my other books go much more yes. in depth into the subconscious and how that works and catching yourself on your thought loops and really sort of dissecting um What's going on and how to turn it around and stuff like that. But you're about us every day is more like going to this, what I call the spiritual gym, which is so you know what to do. You know that you have to watch your thoughts, words and beliefs. You know you have to. Be very diligent about training your focus on stuff that makes you strong instead of stuff that makes you feel like you want to jump out a window. Um, you've got to be conscious of your energy. You got to be conscious of who you hang out with. You've got to listen to music that pumps you up. You got to say affirmations and meditate. And there's just all of these things that, um, that you can do to keep your muscle of motivation and confidence and belief in awesomeness strong. So, I think what happens a lot of times is people read a self-help book or go to a seminar or take a course or hang out with really inspiring people, and and you know you you feel like you could go out and flip over a car and do anything. And then a couple days go by or a couple hours go by, and you start to slide back, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll change my life next week. I'll flip over so, the car later." I'll flip over that car later. And, um, and so it's, a, it's like going to any gym. If you don't consistently work out the muscles, you get flabby and weak. So going to the spiritual gym means keeping yourself in that state of, you know, motivational mightiness. So you're a badass every day. They're just it's all like one page thoughts or two page stories. It's just little snippets. To, it's basically a book full of reminders, uh, to keep you in that headspace because everything is mindset. So it's, it's a book full of, uh, reminders to keep your muscles really, really strong.
1: So I, I love that concept as a whole, the idea of a motivational or spiritual gem. And, you know, we, we call that uh, the similar concept, um, full immersion where you're immersing yourself in, mm. in an environment of success. Mm. And what I'm curious though is, can you share with us a few different of those ways? You've covered a, a you've rattled off a few, but let's go mm-hmm. into depth on a, on a few of different ways where people can create that environment or create that motivational and spiritual gem and how, make sure that that is there on a much more consistent basis.
0: Okay. It all comes down to specifics. You can't just wing it. You have to know exactly what you're going to turn to stay strong. So that's the first little tidbit is what makes you feel mighty? Because for some people, music doesn't do it. So for me, music totally does it. So it's not just I'm going to listen to the inspirational music. It's I have a specific playlist that makes me feel like doing victory laps around my house. So
1: what's on that playlist? I must know.
0: Oh, You must know. I'm so old school. It's actually embarrassing. I was hanging out. Oh, no, this is even better. Oh, my God. Do I listen to anything that happened past like 1986? (laughs) 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 I'm a huge Prince fan. I'm a huge Donna Summer fan. I love ACDC, ZZ Top, Rolling Stones.
1: Awesome. You know,
0: I'm in my 50s. Led Zeppelin. Love it. Anyway. So music is a huge mood changer for me. It can completely take me out of one state and put me in another. I'm a big hiker, a big nature freak. So getting out in nature and you know, huffing my way up a hill is a big one for me. I meditate as often as possible. When I was going through it, I was always every morning I would read for at least 10 minutes, some kind of self-development book. And I think This one, I feel like really, really is an important one, either reading or listening to something inspirational every morning because it reminds you of how powerful you truly are. And it also reminds you how easy transforming your life is. We've been taught that it's like this big, you know, you're going to be exhausted and it's just adding more work to your already overwhelming life. And man, it really is about mind shift, you know, mindset and shifting your mindset. So And it's a hell of a lot easier than being in struggle and feeling hopeless and feeling stuck. So I really want to stress that point. It's not easy. You just got to do it. Listening to stuff, having a mastermind partner, meeting with somebody a couple times a week on the phone where each of you talks for 15 minutes about what you're doing and staying accountable to each other.
1: The thing that I've always been struck by, I've got. Lots of them. However, I love (laughs) the ones that you have mentioned here. And the thing that has struck me both in reading your books and also at the same time, just observing many people that have been successful in the areas that they want to be successful in, there isn't necessarily a perfect combination. It is more about what is the right combination for you. And even right now too, as it can change and evolve as well.
0: Totally. That's such a good point. Totally
1: what is your current combination? Whatever you say. And if you're listening to this, you shouldn't run out there and immediately implement Jen's combination. But I'm super curious. Uh, What uh, what combination, aside from the music and the amazingly awesome and pre-1986 playlist, (laughs) what else is working for you right now?
0: I'm in such a good spot right now that I don't need the support of that so much anymore. So as you said, it changes as you go through phases. So I still meditate because I still, that is super important to me to stay in touch with my highest self and my intuition. I'm I'm obsessed and you are a badass every day. I go much deeper into the fact that we are energetic creatures living in an energetic universe. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really diligent about walking that talk and being very in touch with the energy that I choose to connect with in myself. So a lot of meditation, a lot of connecting with my fellow witches, as I like to call it, and masterminding with people who keep me in that zone, help keep me strong that way. And then music and hiking, those are the two things. And being really conscious of what is bringing me joy and like, what do I need to do with my life now that I'm at this new level that Will bring me joy and be of the biggest service to others because that changes as we change. So just really keep checking in to see where I'm at now and what I feel I'm supposed to be doing.
1: I love that concept of continually filtering in or filtering out those things that bring you joy or don't bring mm, you joy. Right. And I find that this can be the physical space, like we literally in our garage have a stacking deck of stuff to donate to a variety of places because we've decided those things, whatever they are, no longer bring us joy or maybe Mm -hmm. they somehow came into our house and we don't really want them there because they don't bring us joy. So it can certainly be that way. But I think that there's other ways too. And I'm curious if you can expand on that for everybody who's listening. What are some examples of things that or situations that might bring you joy versus not. What do you mean when you say that?
0: Again, it gets into specifics. So people are just like, I'm happy, I'm lonely, I don't have any energy, and And you sort of leave it at that. And that vagueness is gets you nowhere. It's just like this squishy, blurry place. So getting into specifics are the key to freedom. So I was like, okay, so... You know, the books are selling. I have this wonderful opportunity with the badass brand and what I'm doing. You know, what do I want to do next? Like, what would really be fun? And I was like, okay, what brings me the most joy? Hanging out with the people I love, laughing my butt off, and being creative and collaborating. So for me, I've been an entrepreneur for like 20 years and a writer, and those are very solitary endeavors. And so I got to start hanging out with the people I love more and making that my job. So I'm starting to write comedy with my friends, which is so much fun. So I'm still doing badass stuff and I'm still speaking and writing the books. And I love, love, love all that. But for me, collaborating on comedy, I realize is something that is super fun. So I'm writing a TV show and a screenplay with two separate friends.
1: That is amazing. And it's really
0: fun. Yes, it is. (laughs) You know, and then I picked some charities that are really important to me that I want to get even more involved with beyond just donating money. So I'm talking to the people who run those charities to see how I can further their causes. What else? Oh, I'm renovating a house. I just bought my first house and I have unleashed a design maniac that I did not know lived within me. (laughs) So if you want to spend the rest of this time talking about bathroom tile, I'm totally in.
1: Oh, we we are in the same space. So that is very possible. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, You know, but these are all very specific things. So I think you got to sit down and make a list of what brings me joy. Is it travel? Is it creativity? Is it Would it be getting a new job? What does that new job look like? Do you need some new friends? What are their qualities? Getting very clear and then going out and making yourself create that because we are on this planet for a very short time and spending the four minutes that it takes to write down some specifics of what would better your life is time extremely well spent.
1: You've mentioned becoming conscious of your energy and certainly... Paying attention to what brings you joy is one of the ways to do that. But I'm also curious, when you say being conscious of your energy, first of all, what do you really mean by that? And how can we do more of that?
0: Being conscious of your energy, for me, really means getting, again, back to the joy, getting clear on what brings you joy. And especially if you're in the mode of transformation, which I'm sure everybody listening is, you know what is it that you're trying to achieve? What is this next level that you're working to get to and embodying the energy of what that looks like? So walking around as if you already exist in that new space. So how do you carry yourself? What are the specifics of your new life look like? Who do you hang out with? How do you speak? What do you wear? What do you talk about? So getting into that energetic of the new reality that you are so excited to create so that then you raise your frequency to that new level and you start to notice things that you were not previously noticing when you were at the lower level and accepting that environment as your reality. It's super unicorny, what I'm talking about, but it totally works. And I'm obsessed with it. And I really, if we can be diligent about that and play with it, you know, like it's that whole sort of water droplet in the ocean thing where we are the water droplet. We are in control of our little water droplet cells, but we are also part in the ocean. And so, you are of yourself and you are also of the entire universe. So, when you shift your energy, just as when that water droplet drops in that ocean, you affect all of the energy in the universe because you are part of that energy flow. So, shifting your energy shifts everything in the universe, and that is then how you manifest it on the physical plane.
1: That is something that I have found to be true again and again. I don't think I mm-hmm. like 15 years ago or something. I, oh my God. I don't know if I would have said unicorny, but something similar. <laughs> However, <laughs> I have seen evidence of that again and again. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, do you have a story of how that works or maybe an example of how that has worked? You know, witnessed it with either somebody else or in your own life.
0: Oh my God, I see it over and over. But when someone's like, Do you have any good jokes? I'm like, Yeah, I got a million. I can't think of a single one, although I can think of one (laughs) single one. I got one that I wrote about in my book of when I was working with my coach to make some damn money. And it's a long story, but basically, you know, she's like, You know, you can double your rates, you can offer this new program, you can blah, 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 blah. So we were working on all of these things. And I was like, Gosh, you know, I was coaching with this man like a year ago, I was his coach. And we stopped working together and I hadn't heard from him in an entire year. I was like, God, I wonder maybe I could reach out to him because I was hell bent to make a certain amount of money that week, actually. And I was like, I wonder if he'd be interested in working with me again. I don't even know where he is. I don't know how to contact him. And I was still on the phone with my coach and I was in a fever of intention. Like I was making this happen. I was not screwing around anymore. I was stepping up into this whole other realm of possibility for myself and i was really doing all the work all the time and so while i'm on the phone with her discussing reaching out to him i looked down at my email and he has reached out to me i have not heard from this man in one year and he had reached out to me with an email that said let's roll i'm ready to work with you again what are you charging these days
1: that was more than just a drip in the ocean
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bucket of hot water Yeah, it was made my hair stand up. It was amazing.
1: That's fantastic. We've seen some really very similar things too. You know, I'm thinking of one Mm -hmm. person that we worked with. His name was Rushi, and he had been in a situation where, you know, just not enjoying life, not enjoying his job, all kinds of different things. And fast forward after he ended up getting to a place where he was very much enjoying work, enjoying life, he started really contributing to a charity in the Atlanta area, like a really, really great cause that had to do with, had to do with helping people in the local community. And he like launched himself into that. And because he had all this newfound energy, then he was able to go and contribute and make all of these really great impacts in a really short period of time. And it was, it was just interesting to see that because we're talking a period of like five months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've observed and I'm curious your opinions on this. It seems like when people make big changes, big transformation in their lives, looking back, it always feels so short, or at least it has to be, And that's one of the comments that I've heard again and again. But I, I'm curious, you know, how have you experienced that? And do you see some of the same things? What is that like in terms of reference of time that it takes for transformation? What have you found?
0: It's interesting. I've seen both. And I do believe that it has to do with we think we're in the energetic, but deep down, we've still got a belief mm. that it's not possible for us or we don't deserve it or we're going to get in trouble, you know? So when you're in the mode of manifestation and you're being really diligent about watching your energy and it's just not happening, you've got to bust yourself. You know, that's why meditation is so good and guided meditations, especially that focus on whatever topic it is that you're you know, presently obsessed with, because then you hear yourself pull up that objection. You know what I mean? It's like, well, money flows to me easily and freely. If you're trying to change your finances, you're listening to some guided meditation about money. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It never will. <laughs> you know, like it'll come up. It will come up. Yeah. You will feel that inner E. But if you are in the flow, oh my gosh, I mean, that story I just told you, my goal was to make $10,000 in, I think it was a week. And I ended up making it in 24 hours because, mm-hmm. and I was making like $28,000 a year. So that was, you know, third of my annual income. We'll it was great <laughs> Yes. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Very good. I don't know if you intended it this way. So I listened to your latest book on Audible, and it parts of it felt very much like a guided meditation as I was listening. Mm, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't sure if part of that was the intention, or oh, yeah. not necessarily. But I kept observing, like how much it's like ah, that's like a good two thirds of this feels like guided meditation in a good way.
0: Yeah, I told you I went more down unicorn lane on this one. I've never <laughs> done guided meditations in my other books, but because I'm so much more focused on. The energy in this book. I was like, I gotta stick some meditations for the people in here.
1: Well, that was very cool and very helpful too, as I was both reading and doing the research, knowing we were gonna chat here. Now, I also in the same book learned about Scruffy.
0: (laughs) Oh, Scruffy. Oh,
1: Scruffy. Can you tell us about Scruffy?
0: Sure. Scruffy was a stuffed animal that I had when I was a kid that this dog that sort of looked like roadkill. I think somebody had won him at a fair. He was like full of hay and all crappy and was missing an eye. And I named him Scruffy after our neighbor's West Highland Terrier. Cause he looked just like that dog. And one day I was hanging out with Scruffy and sort of brushing him or something. And I realized that he had these pointy ears and this little pink nose and a really long tail. And all of a sudden this toy that I had had for years and years and years and had known as a dog, I realized that Scruffy was a cat. He wasn't a dog. And I mean, I'm telling this story and it like, I can still feel, get this like <laughs> strike of fear in my chest. It was like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was so shocking. And so I compare this in the book to, this is how it can be in our lives. Like we just accept things as truth Because that's what we see around us. So if our parents tell us that you got to work really hard to make money or that, you know, relationships are never fun, you know, men or women suck or will cheat on you, you know, that everybody in our family has a slow metabolism. So you can't possibly lose weight, whatever the truths are that you've just been walking around like this is the way it is, like not ever even questioning then when you wake up and start doing this work and you know, do the first step of really being aware of what your thoughts, beliefs, and words are and being like, wait a second, are there some people who have happy relationships in this world? Then you snap out of it and you're like, oh my God, I have been subscribing to a belief system that not only doesn't work for me, but really is not true. And so that it's such a liberating thing and it's essential if you want to change your life.
1: I think one of my scruffy as a cat moments (laughs) (laughs) for me, one of those beliefs was around not being a, not being a finisher is I think how I would describe it. Mm. And part of the reason I had made so many career changes over the years and on the outside looked very, very successful because each time you moved up and you know, dollars paid and all kinds of benefits and desirable jobs and blah, blah, blah. But part of that was coming from a place of like starting things and not believing that I can finish them. So instead jumping onto something else.
0: Interesting.
1: And that it took me a good 10 plus years to really reconcile Mm. with that. There's a cat here and I could actually finish something. So I appreciated that story Mm. on many multiple levels.
0: Interesting. And then the thing that happens also is then you're like, I have 10 years of proof that I'm not a finisher. So, you know, yes. for me, I had the same thing. Like I have 40 years of proof that I suck at making money. So it really is, you have to have the audacity to go against the quote unquote truth and choose something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think for you, aside from discovering that your stuffed animal that you had journeyed with was now no longer the dog that you knew, knew it to be? What do you think one of those biggest moments was for you? I know you talk about a variety of them in all of your books, but what stands out?
0: You know, one moment I had when I was forcing myself to go all of these financial seminars, I read the books and coach and blah, 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 was at a seminar. And this coach was on the stage talking about a new coaching program that he was offering. And it was $85,000 to work with him for a year privately. and that was like, you have to fly to the boon and back to work with me. I was like, what does that even mean? That's like house money. Like, what is that? There's no way. Like, there is no way that my $28,000 a year ask can even take in that information. <laughs> <laughs> but because I was on this journey and I was like, okay, anything is possible. You have to step up. And so I was like, I'm going to work with this guy. I am going to figure out how to pay him $85,000. So instead of going To my immediate knee jerk response, which was, I can't afford that. To my mantra at the time was, Money flows to me easily and freely. I was said it all the time. Every time I wanted to say, I can't afford it, I forced myself to say, Money flows to me easily and freely. So that's what I said. And by opening myself up just the act of opening myself up to that possibility it brought up like from the bottom of the sea color covered in seaweed and slime like my deepest deepest reason that i had never noticed before in myself about why jensen chero cannot make money or get rich i had this flash a visual vision of my dad standing there with his hands in his pockets, looking at the ground, really sad. It was so clear. And in that flash realized I can't get rich because one of the ways my dad shows me love is to give me 20 bucks every once in a while. And if I don't need his money, I don't need his love. And I am basically stabbing him in the heart. And it was so profound. And I really feel like a lot of people have that one where they don't want to outshine their parents or the people they love. So they stay small. And that really was a life changer for me.
1: It's really, <laughs> I find it fascinating, like how quickly our brains can go to, my dad's not going to be able to do that. And I'm going to be stabbing him in the heart, which you know, said out loud afterwards, of course, it can make sense that that's not going to happen. But it's fascinating that we do that every day in many different cases, if we're not careful to ourselves, mm-hmm. if we're not aware of what is going on. Behind the scenes or subconsciously or those underlying beliefs or those mental barriers that are left unaddressed. So one of the things that I've heard you say again and again and again is by putting yourself in those situations or Mm -hmm. by forcing yourself in one way or another to bring in other beliefs or to say mantras or any number of these things can bring those up or cause you to have the ability mm-hmm. to wrestle with those when you don't even know that those were underneath the surface in that way. So absolutely love that. Other ways?
0: Yeah. I mean, the other ways, it really, it's all about getting uncomfortable. So if you're not uncomfortable or scared to take, like how uncomfortable was that to like even consider $85,000, like that yeah. was like throw up uncomfortable. So. For everybody, it's different. But if you don't get out there and do stuff that really pushes against some kind of resistance for you, you're not going to have these epiphanies because you are staying in your known, comfortable world and staying with what's familiar. You've got to push yourself out to the unfamiliar. You've got to ask that person out that's quote unquote out of your league or go to a seminar that you'd be horrified if your friends busted you at, or say affirmations that feel completely weird and out of reach for you, or, you know, hang out with people who are doing much better than you, whatever it is, there's so many things you can do. I call it, it's like two sides of the same coin, excitement and terror. And that's what you're looking for that we're not looking for the kind of fear of like throwing yourself in front of a bus would bring up, but it's that terror. And also that the flip side of it is, oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing if I had a coach that I paid $85,000 for that? I found that kind of money for. Holy crap. Like, Who would I be in that moment? So as terrifying as it is exciting, that's the sweet spot that you're looking for.
1: Absolutely love that. I also know that you know, many of your books are about that mode of transformation or about shall we say, I don't know, getting what's on on the other side of that mode of transformation. I'm not totally sure how you would describe that necessarily overall, but I'm really, really curious for you after you have gotten to the goal or after you have achieved the thing or after you have been envisioning whatever it might be for many, many years, what has happened for you after you have gotten there and after you have achieved that? What does that look like for you individually? Do you immediately move on to the next thing. Do you have, I don't know, celebration after help me understand. And here's the reason why Mm. I'm asking this is, even though many people are here listening because they're in that mode of transformation to this show, I'm curious for myself a little bit because I found many, many times when I've reached like really big things that most people would consider impossible, then I personally will go through a period where it's like, this is awesome. And then sometimes it's a now what? Afterwards. Huh. It's over many years I've reconciled with that part of it in different ways before Mm -hmm. moving to the next thing. So I'm curious what that's like for you.
0: Well, it's the same. And I think, you know, the process of being alive is the process of growing. Just look in nature. Like everything keeps growing until it dies. So we're the same. So once you get to a new exciting level, I also, by the way, totally believe in celebrating and I'm a very skilled celebrator, (laughs) (laughs) then it becomes your new normal, right? So it becomes your new normal. So it's not something that you're like high-fiving about every day because it's just who you are now and it's wonderful. And then you start to look around and be like, okay, now what? And there's, have you ever heard that expression, new level, new devil? I have not. I feel like I should
1: have, however...
0: (laughs) I love it. So, there's always something we're screwed up about. And there's always something that we can push ourselves to grow through and learn from, right? Earth is a big fat school. So, you conquer one demon, and then you're like, all right, but I could really upgrade my situation in this sector of my life. So, I think that absolutely we look around and we have now what and the universe always provides a now what for you. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Whether you want it or not. Don't worry.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's the universal guarantee, I suppose. Mhm. Well, I appreciate that on many different levels and I appreciate you taking the time and making the time here. And this has been a ton of fun and the new book by the way is You Are a Badass Everyday how to keep your motivation strong your vibe high and your quest for transformation unstoppable where can people get that where can people buy many many copies of that and where can they learn more
0: about you well they can do it all at the same place <laughs> if you go if you go to my website you can actually get to my website by either going to youareabadass.com or gen they both lead to the same place and it's jen sincer com. It's like the word sincere with an O on the end.
1: Perfect. Well, head on over there. And I have, I've read the book, enjoyed it immensely, and even more enjoyed having you in person. So I really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much, Jen.
0: Thank you so much. This was excellent. I really appreciate it. And say hi to your mom for me. Thanks for listening to How to Become a Career Coach. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast player. For more resources, go to becomeacareercoach.com.